0: Hello, today I will be talking about natural sleep versus using sleeping aids. So the amount an in individual value sleep varies from person to person. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like the people who value sleep the most sometimes have the hardest time attaining it. On the other hand, uh, those who prefer the late nights and the early mornings seem to flaunt their ability to sleep in front of their deprived counterparts. I have to admit, I am one of these individuals. Uh, I could probably fall asleep whenever I wanted to, but I choose to stay up late and still get up at a reasonable hour. Um, I mean, maybe I don't flaunt it as much, but I definitely don't value it as much as some people that I know that don't sleep a lot. Uh, So back to the deprived individuals. They might uh, resort to pharmaceutical resources to accelerate their brain's pathway to sleep. Uh, however, there is much certainty, uncertainty that surrounds these sleeping aids, uh, which brings the question, are they worth it? Uh, I personally would argue that sleeping aids are a good option if they are used in moderation, because after some research that I've done, uh, they offer you a chance to capitalize off the restorative powers of sleep. However, you should beware the lack of research uh, on like, the long-term side effects. So, natural sleep is a commodity that, sadly, many people don't come by too easily. While many people don't see quality sleep as a necessity, everyone has to agree with the physiology of it. So, uh, here we have Elaine Marriott from Pearson Education to explain some of the physiology of sleep. Hello, Elaine. Hi, Michael. Sleep is regulated by our uh, biological clock, so it's also called the the circadian rhythm. Uh, The hypothalamus of the brain is responsible for this clock. This center uh, depresses the reticular activating system, which allows our brainstem to function to continue. Uh, So this continues respiration, heart rate, blood pressure, but it's all decreased to a point. Uh, While the physiology is concrete, there's still much research to be done about the benefits of sleep. Uh, Some potential benefits are restoration, uh, an opportunity to analyze the day's events, and eliminating unnecessary synapse connections. Uh, As you might know, uh, the dream to forget, uh, that's what that means. Not getting enough sleep obviously has the opposite effects of these, uh, so we always know that person who's always moody or hungry, so that's one side effect to sleep, and there are many others. Thank you, Elaine. The bottom line is uh, if you want to be nice to your body, sleep. There is uh, the question of how much sleep you should get, and it is recommended that you get a seven seven to eight hours of total sleep. So that's not just total hours, it has to be good quality sleep. Uh, To do this, you can maintain a regular sleep schedule that allows you to coordinate uh, with your circadian rhythm as Elaine mentioned above. So, you know, getting up at 1 p.m. after going to bed at 6 a.m. does not really qualify as good quality sleep unless it's part of your daily routine. Since you're you're not following your biological clock, the sleep will not be great quality. Uh, besides you know, choosing not to go to bed, there are many things that disrupt this sleep, such as stress, anxiety, health conditions, pain, caffeine, and other sleeping disorders like insomnia. Uh, while some of these factors are in your control, many of them are not. Uh, several other psychological disorders increase the rapid eye movement duration of your sleep, and we have Dr. Garcia Rill from the Department of Neurobiology and Developmental Sciences at the University of Arkansas. here to uh, develop that point. Hello, Dr. Rill. Uh, Of course, Michael. Uh, Classic studies determined that in schizophrenia, anxiety disorders, and including uh, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar and unipolar depression are major incapacitating systems. Can you explain uh, what these actually disrupt? Oh, sure think, Michael. The desired sleep is non-rapid eye movement. This is because this is when your brain waves are at your slowest. So longer REM, rapid eye movement, sleep de- decreases the quality of sleep that one achieves. Thank you, doctor. Certainly, sleeping aids can help you overcome some of these factors initially out of your control. Thus, it might be beneficial to accomplish sleep by any means necessary, but we must consider what these means really are. So here we come to the um, point of the argument, the sleeping aids. Uh, one form of sleeping aids are called benzodiazepines, uh, which they act as a sedative, slowing down the body's function, and they're used for sleeping problems and anxiety in some cases. Uh, this, These actually, so they release the a neurotransmitter that reduces the brain activity. As uh, Elaine mentioned before, you know, then it uh, depresses the reticular activating system. Uh, there are some side effects to using these, such as drowsiness, confusion, muscle weakness. Uh, these effects are only short term, and not much has been discovered for the long term effects of using these aids, as they only recently gained, gained traction. Uh, one of the more popular Supplements, as you might know, is the melatonin. Here to explain what melatonin really does is Dr. Luis uh from John Hopkins. Hello, Michael. Hello, doctor. Uh, while the natural production of melatonin, being the pineal glands, doesn't make you sleep, um, as your melatonin levels rise at night, it helps you relax. Uh, a supplement... Will help people with insomnia fall asleep faster, and it might have benefits for those who suffer from delayed sleep phase syndrome, which means just uh, falling asleep very late and waking up late the next day so uh doctor, would you recommend melatonin supplements um I would try I would recommend trying to time when you take melatonin with your natural cycle so the circadian rhythm. So about two hours before you go to bed, when your body should be producing it naturally, you should take your supplements. Uh, then if you don't see a noticeable improvement in about a week, you should stop taking them and maybe consult a doctor. So doctor, while it seems like it is safe for most, more people to take melatonin short term, uh, is there much research to be done on the long-term effects, right? You know, that is correct, Michael. There's not been much research on the long-term effects of melatonin. Thank you, doctor. I personally do not take uh, melatonin supplements, but I do many do know many people that do, and they seem to think that they help. So, this was some good insight into what I actually do. So, to wrap things up, I would like to address a rumor that seems to be floating around that taking sleep dampens your natural sleeping aids, dampens your natural ability to fall asleep in the long run. Uh, After the Research that I've done, I have not found any credible evidence for or against that clearing. Uh, There is minimal research, so don't rule it out quite yet. Uh, Long story short, sleeping aids are not a magic cure to any uh, sleeping problems, but they could assist a little. Uh, You should also be careful uh, because you can build up a tolerance against them, so do not use them excessively. So I'm not strongly recommending someone take sleeping aids or not because of the lack of research. Um, But you can play it safe and maybe not take them. You could also resort, you know, changing some of your nighttime habits, like maybe putting your phone down a little early and maybe could help you uh, fall asleep a little faster. So by doing that, you might avoid some of the regret that comes when like new studies emerge, the long-term effects, and you might also save some money. And the funny thing about that is if you think about the source of your money it can also be the source of your sleep deprivation, but that's a story for another time. Thank you.